0: Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it and my business was growing at the snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they'd leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief the sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and are afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud or maybe Deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know deep down that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a feat, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial allocation and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures, it's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These 101 calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. and mindset tools to heal sex sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Teresa Romain, the founder of Access Abundance. Teresa is on a mission to revolutionize people's and society's scarcity-based relationship with money to one that is rooted in a new and divine definition of abundance, rooted in their own inherent worth and the inherent worth of all human beings and all of creation. Teresa works primarily with women who have longed to experience abundance in their lives and bank accounts for a long time. But no matter what they've done, how hard they've worked, or how much money they actually have, they're still experiencing scarcity. They feel frustrated, inadequate, embarrassed, even ashamed. They've done everything they've been taught to do and don't know why it hasn't worked for them. They think, is therefore that something is wrong with them, but it's not. I know I can relate to that and I'm sure a lot of you listening do as well. Theresa guides and supports her clients to live into a new experience of money and themselves, one of greater freedom, fulfillment and flow. She empowers them to more fully live the unique lives they were created to live, trusting that all the resources they need are available for them, including money. In this conversation, we talk about how to step out of a scarcity mindset and step into a new paradigm of abundance so you can fully become the unique human being you were created to be and share your unique gifts with the world. This is a very juicy interview, so let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Teresa. I am so Glad to have you here, and I can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. But first, can you tell our readers more about your story and? how you came to this work.
1: Oh, well, we could spend the whole podcast episode on that, (laughs) but I'll keep it short. First of all, thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Even the name of your podcast, Treasures Within, it's like it just speaks to my soul. So thank you for doing the work you're doing. thank you. Um, The short answer to my story, I became an abundance coach 26 years ago because I was experiencing all sorts of scarcity in my life. (laughs) And you know that expression, you teach best what you most need to learn and practice yourself, that would be me. And I'm still learning and I'm still practicing it. So back when I became an abundance coach, three years prior to that, is that right? Three years prior to that, I was still living in Chicago. I had a high paying sales, corporate, corporate sales job, loved that six figure income, didn't like the job anymore. Met the man who is my husband now, and we were married, but I was looking for a way to leave the job I didn't like and do something that would make a difference in people's lives. And I could still make a lot of money. And so my husband introduced me to the world of network marketing. And once I knew we were going to be married, et cetera, it's like I I saw that as a potential, like here, you can make a lot of money, you have freedom to set your own schedule, design your own life, you're not working for anybody else, and you can make a difference in people's lives. So I thought that was the answer. So once we were married, I quit my six-figure job. We moved to Minnesota, where I'm from, and bought a house. And I was just so sure we were going to be so wildly successful at this business that I said, you know what, we've got savings, we've got reserves, we're just going to go at this full time, and at least within a year we'll be making enough money to cover our expenses, and then it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. You know what they say about the best laid plans? (laughs) (laughs) That isn't what happened. It wasn't my plan. I'm very clear now, and I'm just getting this for the first time, that in some respects, it was part of the bigger plan for my life. But a year, year, year and a half after we started doing this full time, and on paper, both my husband and I should have been wildly successful in this business. You know, I'm a former successful salesperson. He's never met a stranger who doesn't invite him to, his, to the house. I mean, people, all we should have been wildly successful. And the only thing we were wildly successful about was spending lots of money to try to make lots of money. And what we really made was a lot of debt. And when that happened, Dan and I, my husband, discovered we had two very different ways of approaching money. My whole response to that debt was, we just have to work harder and make more. Dan's were, we just have to cut back and spend less, which felt like deprivation to me. And I didn't want to do that. So we stuck our heads in the sand for a little bit longer. And then finally, it's like, okay, there has to be something I'm missing. And that was the opening. That was the opening in me, the first of many openings of there has to be something (laughs) that I'm missing that set me on a path and teachers started appearing for me and first i learned how to get out of debt in a simple easy way that it's like i can do that and no deprivation required and that led me to starting my business access abundance in 1996 and i truthfully honest honest engine is that i probably have been like one step ahead of most of my scarcity patterns for much of those first 20 plus years as an abundance coach. I kind of break it into two phases. I had the first 10 years where I repeated the same pattern almost of network marketing where I made a lot of money, I did, but I also spent a lot of money to make that money. So still had some debt and I was working all the time. So my quality of life wasn't really all that abundant. And finally burnt out, I think you can relate to this, I was like, well, forget it. I don't care if I make as much money. I'm finally going to do what Dan says and we're going to cut back and simplify so I don't have to work so hard and I don't have to whatever. And I only just did a little bit in my business and it was enough to pay the bills and my soul was happy for a while because I finally had time to breathe and be out in nature and do other things I loved. But then there was a lot of things I couldn't do now because we didn't have the money and it all came to a head On April 25th, 2016, I woke up that day, some events that that had happened prior to that, I woke up that day feeling like I was dying on the inside, that I was a shrunken shell of the person I wanted to be and I was created to be. And I showed up on a call with my coach and I just wept out, this isn't living, Pat. And that was the second big, I'm open, what am I missing? And from that point on, lots of things happened, lots of grace happened. But really for the past six years, I've been in deep dive research to find out, well, why didn't it work? Why didn't all the stuff that I know and I taught and I shared with my clients, why didn't it work? Why didn't it work that I became debt-free, but I still felt scarcity around money? Why is it that my clients who came to me and were debt-free and became, were in debt and became debt-free still felt scarcity around money? Why is it that I have a client come to me and says, I think I need to work with you because I've got scarcity around money only to discover that she has no debt. She owns her house free and clear. She has a million dollars in her checking and savings account, and even more than that in her retirement portfolio. And she's coming to me, I've got scarcity around money. And so for the past six years, I, that's, the, that's the research, that's the mission I've been on to find out like why it doesn't work. We, we do all the right things, but it doesn't really change our relationship with money or is it still rooted in and driven by fear and another version of fear, guilt. So that's the short form of my story. And I'm happy to say, I think I've discovered what was missing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thank you for sharing that. It's an amazing story. And it it just proved that uh, we, we often, Want, why is this thing happening to me like it's not supposed to happen but then if you get curious things happen to teach you and to set you on the right path and the more you resist that the more you're gonna keep struggling you finally embrace it and as you said the teachers appear and entrepreneur you know there are ups and downs and i had periods of abundance where money was coming in without me doing almost anything I've had periods of struggle when I was working 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 and money was not coming in the thing that I realized that doesn't really matter how much money is in the bank if it is a little if it is a lot I always feel like I don't have enough I don't have enough I don't have enough and I know that for me, part of it comes from my childhood and again, from my mom, always saving every penny. Again, it didn't matter if we were, we were actually fairly well off as a child, but she's still like, oh, you have to save for any days, you have to save for any days, many days are going to come, you have to save. And so I never feel like I have enough, even though when my coach challenged me on this, I had to admit that. I always had enough for all my needs. Isn't that crazy?
1: And the same thing is true for any of us listening right now. We've always had enough for our needs or we wouldn't be here. The thing is, how our needs have been met hasn't always been the way we wanted them met. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) Dang it.
0: yeah yeah
1: truth. isn't that the truth
0: isn't that yeah. the truth i know that to talk about in your work how there are two operating systems ones that operate around scarcity and one around abundance so can you tell us where the scarcity archetypes coming from and because it seems to be the most prevalent <laughs> on the planet and Absolutely. it should not be like that because abundance is our birthright so yes. where is that coming from
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked, because that's what I started to discover was what was missing. If you think of an operating system on your computer, everything you do on your computer runs on top of that operating system. Well, what I began to discover is that the operating system that I think most of our world runs on, as well as our individual lives, is an operating system of scarcity, And, you know, if you stop and think about it, I was a business major in college and, you know, the classic definition of economics is it's the study of the distribution and allocation of scarce resources. Okay, right there. Our whole economic system is built on a premise of scarcity. So a lot of us recognize that one level, like when I was an abundance coach, I recognized a lot of my scarcity patterns. I did my my money mindset and my belief stuff and all of that. All of that stuff, as well as budgeting and money management and saving for the future and all of those things we've known to do and we've learned to do, law of attraction, gratitude practices, all of that, they are incredibly powerful tools like programs and apps on your computer, but they won't ever work the way they're designed to give you an experience of abundance if the operating system you're using is the archetype of scarcity. Now, the archetype of scarcity, what keeps that archetype in place is the the definition, the idea we have of abundance, okay? So think of it this way, scarcity, classical definition in the dictionary is not enough, you know, deficient, lacking. Who wants to experience that? Not me. Not me either. I don't want to do that. Albert Einstein once said that how you define a problem will determine the solution you see. So if you see the problem as scarcity, not enough, well, then obviously the solution is enough or more than enough, which is the definition of abundance. But the problem is, is if you have the definition of abundance being like the opposite of something, then that means you're always in this reactive relationship from something. You're trying to avoid one thing and you're trying to chase another thing. You're trying to get from one place and get to another place. And if you have to get to abundance, a destination, a goal, then you've already got it built in. You don't have it right now. It's separate from you. You have to get there. So at some subconscious level, Just that whole definition of abundance already puts you in scarcity. Wow. Not to mention that in our world, we measure abundance by external results. How much money do you have? How many things have you obtained? How much accomplishment? Abundance is measured by external results, which means that once again, if it's an external thing, it's separate from you. So you have to get there. Nothing you can do if that's the operating system will ever get you (laughs) there because it's set up that it's, it's a one or the other, the archetype of scarcity, which in many respects is created by our egoic, rational, logical, dualistic mind is an either or world. We're trying to avoid one and chase another. Like that's a battle your whole life. I oftentimes say that that archetype it's like a giant game of musical chairs. If you've ever played musical chairs, scarcity is built in. It's the whole premise. There's never enough chairs for everyone, and there never will be. So you have to get a chair, and then you have to hold on to a chair because people are going to try and push you off of your chair. And then the moment you get a chair, you can't even relax because then you have to get it again and you have to get it again. And you, so it's a whole fear-based mentality. Now, some people in response to musical chairs, like my friend Rosie would say, I hate that game. And she just won't even try. She just walk off the playing field. And then she's sitting on the outskirts on the sidelines. Like that's, that's no better. And so that's what happened. And, what, and in the archetype of scarcity, we're, we're always trying to get 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 to the other side through some combination of I got to do more I got to make more I got to be more I got to spend less I got to have less or all of that and it never works as I always say you will never reach enough in an operating system that's built on not enough so in my work what I'm starting to do is besides exposing that is I recognize that the activation code for a different operating system what I call the sacred archetype of abundance is a new definition of abundance. It's a new idea of what abundance is that that takes all of that other stuff and, and moves it aside. It goes beyond it, doesn't move it aside, it goes beyond it. And so that definition is in shorthand. On my website, people can get a longer version, but the short version is abundance is knowing. And I don't mean in our heads. I mean, in our very beings, in our souls that we are part of something bigger than us and our individual efforts, perceptions, and lives. And in that, we have access to all that we need. See, that definition of abundance is an internal experience. It's an internal experience that goes beyond our ego-created sense of our individual self and recognizes we are indeed part of something bigger than us Call it God, call it spirit, call the universe, call it each other, humanity. And that's something bigger than us, God, who is, I think most everyone believes, even if they don't experience it to be true, is abundant, is also part of us. So the the work of abundance is really an inner job of, of accessing, to use your words, and discovering and experiencing the treasure within That our dna is abundance divine nature of abundance as i call it and then and then starting to bring that out into the world through our choices and actions not because the results that we get make us abundant but because we're recognizing it and we're just expressing it out into the world you know i i'm a gardener so let's just use sunflower seeds if I take a sunflower seed, that sunflower seed has everything inside of it needs to become like the six foot, seven foot, beautiful yellow blossom. Okay. If it's given the right water, nutrient, soil, sun, and all that sort of stuff, it's going to grow and grow and grow and blossom into this beautiful yellow sunflower. But the flower isn't what makes it a sunflower it already was a sunflower the sunflower is the expression of what it already is and interestingly enough and this is really fun in the in the work of money that i do with people the sunflower then produces seeds but the seeds aren't for the sunflower The seeds are for the birds to eat and my husband to eat. And the seeds are are what produce future sunflowers. And I think that's the cycle of the something bigger that we're part of. And I think one of the scarcity patterns that comes from that archetype of scarcity is we're trying to get, get the results for us instead of recognize that the real abundance is when we more fully become who we are Whoever that is, we're all unique. And then that becomes gift in service of others and the abundance and well-being of others as well. So does that answer your question?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Going back to the way we operate and the musical chair game that I, I had to admit is always caused so much anxiety in me. We operate with, I have to get there to get that, and then when you get it, you just hold on to it. Most of us, we want money. We want reach, we want wealth so that we can uh, have a better quality of life for ourselves, for our families, for our community. But then when we get it, if you play with scarcity, we tend to hold on to it and we don't share it. And that itself just makes us feel even more anxious because now you have it, but you are afraid of losing it. Yeah. What I'm saying is you receive abundance again about it's about sharing it if you share with others other we share with you like we are all connected
1: but in the archetype of scarcity to share it means you may not have enough because in the in the box that i call the archetype of scarcity we have to get a chair or we might lose a chair like that type of stuff so it's like we're under the pressure of it's up to me and i've got to do it right and i've got there's no connection to, and we may do not lip service, mind service to like, there's some higher power, but in behavior around money, we're like, ah, I gotta get my chair. It's yeah. all up to me. One of the powerful things that I use to help people get the truth of this new definition of abundance is I just invite them to begin to breathe. And so if you, if you wanna join me here and we're breathing, we open to inhale the oxygen that gives us life. And then we exhale out the carbon dioxide that doesn't give us life. And then we inhale again, noting that we didn't have to earn this oxygen. We didn't have to deserve this oxygen. We have to work hard for it. And we sure as heck didn't make it ourselves. It's there available for us, built into the design of this universe by the one who created us and wants us to have life. So thus provided all the resources needed for us to have life, to fully be who we were created to be. So we open to receive it. Our bodies, thank God our bodies know how to utilize it in ways that support life and health and well-being for us. Because if our minds got messed up in that, we'd be like, I better, what if there's not oxygen next day, next week or next month? You know, we'd mess with that but our bodies utilize it and our bodies know exactly when we've reached the sufficiency point in this moment. And then it exhales out the excess oxygen, the carbon dioxide doesn't support life in us, but does give life to the plants and trees around us. Who, thank God, in turn, release oxygen for us to breathe. We didn't make any of those resources. They're gift. But we do play an important role in their ongoing availability for everyone. And I say that same thing is true with all life giving resources, including money, except for when it's money. (laughs) Hold my breath here just a little bit longer, because what if I don't have enough money next month, next week, whatever, you know, or, you know, oh, I don't want to inhale money because I might take money away from somebody else or, you know, like. We, we don't trust. That's why the definition had to go from being the opposite of scarcity and an external based thing to, to this knowing and, and, and experiencing more and more, you know, it as an internal experience and a, and a recognition and a participation in something bigger than us. You won't experience that something bigger than us if you're holding on to your chair, you know, like everything like that. I always say that if the archetype of scarcity is musical chairs, then the sacred archetype of abundance is a chair for everyone. Oh, I love that. A chair for everyone. And when you think about that, a chair for everyone, everybody has a perfectly sized, right sized comfy for them chair. And what have you got then? Let's see, you got music playing, you got a bunch of people sitting in a circle and maybe dancing. Like, that sounds like a party. I want to
0: create that world. Yeah, that sounds way more fun. <laughs> because it's to that world. Because it's true. When we are in the cassette archetype and we are playing musical chairs, we are playing the loose-loose game. Yes. Even if you get something, you always feel like you're taking it away from someone else. That, that, then that does not feel good. You're afraid of losing it. For someone that says, I want to play in this this other game. I want to be in the secret archetype of abundance. How do you start activating the new operating system?
1: I'll give a couple answers to that. One, just that short version sharing of my new definition. It's why it's one of the things that when people come to my website and join my mailing list, they get access to the full version because I have that on my wall. I recite it still six years later every day because that in and of itself is just a powerful affirmation. And when I start to feel the scarcity going on, okay, hold it, hold it. Let me remember this that's one thing another thing is and when i do that i anchor it to my breathing <clears throat> so i remember what what abundance feels like because when we're consciously breathing like that what do we start to experience peace presence well-being relaxation Oftentimes in that space, inspiration, which by the way, inspiration literally means to breathe, to in to inspire, you know, creativity, all of that. Our hearts begin to soften and our hearts soften and open up. And we start to, you know, in in the box of scarcity, I'm pretty much just thinking about me. Oh, I got to get my chair. We start to connect and we can have more empowering, loving relationships with others when our heart opens, oftentimes our pocketbook opens too. So I think I always do that as my grounding practices just to have me remember it. The other thing is when I work with people like in my Unblock Your Money Flow program and stuff like that, I use that, that breathing as a model for our relationship with money. It's three movements, one breath. We open to receive. We, we utilize in ways that supports life, health, and well-being. And then we trust and we exhale out in ways that supports life and well-being in the world around us. And I think if you just think about those three movements, people can start to get, I think I know where I'm most blocked now some people go i'm blocked on all three okay but some people and this is usually the people who have a chair or who have money oftentimes it's like huh? what if i don't have enough for retirement fuel prices are going up i got, i got to, i got to hold on in case now i'm not saying we don't have to save i mean that's true but you can start to pay attention to when is this saving coming from because this truly supports me gives me peace of mind wealth or when is it coming from I'm afraid I'm going to miss out I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough other people may might go I'm taking really shallow breaths I'm not breathing in all that I need so what are some of the beliefs you have about money like I'm not worthy I don't deserve it I'm going to take for someone else do you have those same beliefs about oxygen no. So maybe those beliefs aren't as accurate as you thought. And many people, if they're honest, they'll recognize it's in the middle. Like, I don't really trust myself or now know how to use what I've been given in ways that really support life and well being. I use what I do to make me look good or to make me look successful or to make me look generous, but then it creates stress and pressure for me. So maybe that wasn't really using it in well being. And the other thing I would say is it's not about how much money is flowing. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, well, when I'm making more money, then I'll use it in this way and then I'll share it more. That's the trap. It's about how do you consciously choose in a commitment to change operating systems, to trust in your own abundance and the abundance around you. Whatever amount of money I have, I'm conscious of participating in the flow. Because if you have some money flowing to you, then you're in the flow. And the more you can start to learn how to become more skilled in these three movements, you'll probably start to experience more flowing. But it's not when I get there then. So those are a couple of ideas. Does that answer your question?
0: It does, and I'm glad you brought out this point of I will share, I will give more when I have. Because as if you operate with a certain pattern, the pattern is not going to change when the number in the bank changes. So you're still going to be trapped in the same circle unless you do something different. So I would invite the listeners to ask themselves, how can you give more now how can you share some of your abundance today
1: especially when you recognize that you're not sharing is because of that fear then i'm not saying if you're barely making ends meet i'm not saying go out and give three hundred dollars of course not give some amount that's meaningful but stretches you because in the giving in the opening your hand you're making those mental beliefs of not enough in that moment, I'm saying they're not true. Now that may be for some people, I had one client who she was barely able to pay utility bills. So she started out, it was like, I can give a quarter to the homeless person on the street. Quarter's not gonna be the difference, but just that experience, because the other thing that we forget sometimes when we're in the scarcity is the joy that giving gives us is the sense of empowerment that giving gives us, is that in the giving, we are experiencing our abundance. Because if we have something to give, well, guess what? That means there's abundance. And when we're in the, I don't have enough to give, we're in scarcity. The two final things I would quick add for your listeners is especially if you are like many of my clients, I, I resent money, I avoid money, I don't like to deal money, money's a pain in the ass, I don't wanna work with, even as I want more of it, okay? Recognize money as a, as a gift and a friend and a teacher because money is just an external, this is where money is an external, but it's like a mirror that's reflecting back to us the places within ourselves that are ready for healing, growth, integration. Bottom line, any scarcity we're experiencing with money is a mirror reflecting back the places within ourselves that we have beliefs about our own scarcity, our own not enough, our own deficiency, our own not important, our own not deserving and ultimately what keeps us in that archetype of scarcity and keeps that operating system alive is because in some way shape or form we are still trying to prove we are enough we are important we do matter by doing all these things and by doing more and making more and having more or by spending less and then see that makes me holier than greedy people or whatever you don't have to prove you're enough you don't have to prove you're important. You don't have to prove you matter. You're here. You're breathing the gift of life given you by the one who created us all. That's it. Now live from that. Access that treasure within your divine nature of abundance.
0: i just say amen to that. <laughs>
1: Money, as I have learned, as I told in my story, it's been a huge teacher. And the purpose of doing all this work around money is not for the money. It's so that you can more fully and freely be who you are. What I say, the unique expression of divine spirit you're meant to be in the world. To blossom and produce seed that feeds the birds and my husband and produces future sunflowers. That's a life well lived. And we won't get there if we're always in this, I got to get a chair, got to get a chair, or I don't want to play that game. That's a sucky game, and I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. That's the game I'm playing. Sometimes I play it well. Some days it's like, oh, I'm back in musical chairs again. Because this changing of operating systems is not a, oh, listen to Teresa. I want to change operating systems done. It's a moment by moment, day by day, situation by situation. You have to choose. You have to practice. I'm thinking of my coach who was a very reluctant converter to Mac computers. She had been PC all her life, but everybody on her staff used Mac. And so finally she relinquished and bought a Mac. Now she has two computers in her office. She goes in, it's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I'm going to go back to my PC. So finally, she reluctantly decides to take a class on Mac. So now she's learning it. But every day she had to go into her office, which computer am I going to use? Which operating system? And more days than not, it's like, I know how to do it on this one. I'm familiar with this one. I'm going to do it. Even if I can't do what I want to do, it's easier, we think, than but she had to keep choosing, nope, I'm going to use the Mac and I may not feel know how to do it and I may feel stupid and awkward. I may have to ask for help, but I'm going to use it because it is eventually going to let me do things I haven't been able to do. And that was a moment by moment by moment by moment choice, for months for her. And I think it's the same for these two operating systems.
0: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because anytime that we are changing our mindset, our beliefs. It really is a process. Even though you now know things in your mind, the operating system is still there and it takes time and awareness really is key because now that you have this information, now that you know the truth, that you are abundant, even if you fall back, now you are aware of it and that's an opportunity to learn and change.
1: Yes, and I don't know if I have a good news. This is like a good news, bad news secret on that one. We'll never get rid of the archetype of scarcity, that operating system. It's always going to be there because it's a function of our egoic mind. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about the sacred archetype of abundance is it, it's bigger than that and it can include that. So it's I not like an them. either or. <laughs> it's not like, oh, one day I'm going to get rid of it. It's just that as we practice more and more, it'll be there. And, you know, that's a reality. But we won't put ourselves back in the box that it creates of us. We can live outside the box.
0: That's of what Elizabeth big guilt best about fear. Fear is always going to be there. Let it come with you in the car, but just don't let it drive. Don't let
1: it touch the radio dial. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't get to pick the playlist. You betcha. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And scarcity always produces fear. Scarcity. Fear is always short of a Mack truck about to run you over. Fear. Is always a clue. Oh, I must somehow, there's some scarcity here that I have an opportunity to heal or realize or break through. And guilt is just another form of fear. Because now it's the fear of being judged or being wrong or taking from it's just another fear flavor.
0: (laughs) When you are in that fear mode, in that um scarcity. Regardless of what situation is, whether you're in debt or whether you're trying to reach a goal, you're not going to get there as long as you have that It can't solve a problem if you keep focusing on the things that you do not have.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You will, you will not see the something bigger that you're part of, and that's always somehow working things out for your
0: growth. Yeah. What has supported me in those times was to just let go on the fear and just trust, trust that I have been provided for up until now. Why would things change yes. now?
1: Yes. Again, may not have always been provided for in the way I wanted to be, <laughs> but I have been provided for. Yes. That's the that's the pattern. That's the trend line. Okay, let's trust it. Now, I don't say to do that like, oh great, I'm just gonna go out and spend money willy-dilly, because I'm just gonna trust. That's another scarcity pattern, my friend. <laughs> True. We'll deal with that on another podcast episode. <laughs> uh-huh. You got to know what you're trusting. And you got to know what that is. you know, don't trust your ego mind. Don't trust automatically what other people say. That's where you have to start to do the work to go back in and reconnect with yourself. And that is. I'm not kidding you. That is sometimes hard, painful, scary work. Cause we think there's a boogeyman. We, we have these beliefs that I'm not enough. And if I go inside, I'm going to discover that I'm, but it's not true. Remember, I always say we're so afraid of the shadow inside yeah. of ourselves, but remember there can't be shadow. If there's not light, if you're willing to go through the shadow, you can find the light. And then once you've got the light, you can bring that light back out into the world.
0: Oh, that is so And God beautiful. knows
1: we need more light in our world right
0: now. Oh, we absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> and I could talk to you for hours, but I want to be conscious of your time. So is there anything else that you would like to share before we wrap up?
1: It's something that a lot of my clients found that I said once that has always resonated with them. When you're experiencing scarcity around money, maybe you're in debt, maybe you're in chronic debt, maybe you get out of debt and get back into debt. You're not, you're not making the money that you know you're capable of. You've done stupid things. Oftentimes from that archetype of scarcity, one, we think it's our fault. We think something's wrong with us. We do all of that. Sometimes people even hear this whole thing about the archetype of scarcity. Well, oh, that's my fault. I simply want to say, know that it's not your fault. This is something that we all have, we all, all encounter, and there are very few people teaching us or showing us how to get outside of the box. That box, how to live outside of it. So, if if you're one of those ones, blame yourself, beat on yourself, thinking like, oh, I got all this awareness and it still hasn't produced results. Just let that go, let that go. And the second thing I would like to add is it's a line that I say oftentimes. Abundance is not a solo sport. Abundance is not a do-it-yourself project. So if whatever scarcity you're trying to heal or fix or solve or whatever, if you're trying to do it by yourself, that ain't going to be the way. You cannot experience abundance In a do-it-yourself project, it's not a solo sport. If you think of those sunflowers that I mentioned, for them to blossom and to produce seed, they needed soil, they needed water, they needed sunlight, they needed bees to pollinate them, they needed friendly bugs to, to kill the bad bugs, all of that. That sunflower could not produce seeds by itself. And the same is true for us. And I know my people have a tendency to, because of their guilt or their fear or their shame or whatever, they try and fix it and figure it out by themselves. They're going to hide until they get their act together. But the very act of hiding is creating a block. So that's what, those would be the two things I would invite you to consider in closing.
0: That is a very, very powerful message. when we blame ourselves. We forget that has never, ever, ever ever helped anyone solve anything. It's through sharing, through being vulnerable, that we change things. And also, if your best friend, if your partner, they came to you with these feelings, with these thoughts, like with these patterns, how would you react? would drop the judgment I mean, we we'll would just react so extend the same to yourself yes, yes. And
1: <laughs> absolutely yes
0: and let's all start stepping into the secret because that is our birthright for yes. anyone that wants to go deeper with this work where can they find you
1: Well, the best place, if you want to go deeper into this work, is to just go to my website, which is TeresaRomaine.com. Please know I got the H knocked out of me a long time ago, so it's T-E-R-E-S-A. If you go to the H, I think you'll find a romance novel writer, so that ain't me. (laughs) Um, If you do go to the website, I would highly recommend you click on the Begin Here button, because that will lead you to a series of free videos, short videos I've created, that will dive into some of the stuff we've talked about a little bit more, and make available to you some other free resources, including that that full definition of abundance that I'd be eager for you all to have. The other place, while I have several social media handles right now, the only place I really show up on is Facebook. So you can find me there both personally, but also just look for Teresa Romain, Redefining Abundance. And I'm pretty faithful there. You'll see a lot of good stuff showing up on my Facebook page as well.
0: Oh, great. And of course, you're going to put all the links in the show notes. And I encourage everyone to go shut them out because you are worthy and deserving of abundance. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It has been incredible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here, to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two, so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.